I think I think we're live. Maybe. Cut, Maybe cut in, cut out, cut in, cut out, testing. Jimmy, are we live? Thumbs Jimmy. up? All right. Good deal. Jimmy doesn't have any thumbs, Dude. remember? They got cut off. Oh, man. Dude, that was a that terrible was a accident. Chainsaw accident. Yeah. Dude, I mean, you, literally. You made him chop down the biggest tree in your backyard. Well, but the, but the, he, it wasn't even during the tree cutting. I told him to go trim the roses, <laughs> and he took the chainsaw. Yeah. No wonder was, he cut his fingers off. That was bad. I know, Jimmy. Dude, speaking of freak accidents, I almost flipped my car on the way back from your house. By the way, folks, I had a nice dinner at the Hazenfield Manor. <laughs> you got a the beautiful Hazenfield house. Is, Hazenfield Estate. Yes, it's it's awesome. I got to meet Cole's wonderful wife, Amanda. Shout out to Amanda, by the way. She is real. I thought Cole was playing me all this time. He had hired a professional actress in kids, but... <laughs> She is the real deal. Well, well she's done. The, she's a real peel. As but my yeah, I was there. coming back from uh, dinner, dude, and I don't know, I was at two seventy five. I I took the loop, and dude, my car freaking like spun out. I fishtailed. I'm like, uh oh. Did you like uh, hydroplane? I, I guess probably. Like I slid a little bit. Yeah. But I mean, it, I, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but. I was just like, eh, this isn't good. Good thing there were no cars around, and I wasn't going too quickly. I was probably only taking it at, like, 75. Yeah. Yeah, you were... <laughs> I was taking the turn at 75, more cru- like 40. You were cruising. Uh, but, uh, yeah, sometimes life flashes before your eyes. You know, I've been thinking about that, actually, lately. Not, like, not a ton, but how... I haven't been in an accident in a long time. And I was driving back from Michigan. It's just funny you brought that up because I was thinking, like, how how scary it would be to get in a, an accident on the highway. Mm. Like, it's it just – I feel like it's just a different vibe if you get in an accident on the highway versus if you get in an accident, like, on the side road. I want to jump into a different lane and talk about a different topic already. I don't, I don't want to talk about this morbid no, stuff. No, it's kind of just – yeah. I like how you said jump into a different lane, though. Yeah, see? I'm, fi- I'm firing at all that, cylinders, that man. You got oxygen flowing to the I brain today. I do, man. It's that uh, nose breathing well, that I was telling you Well, open us up because I'm going to bring up the first topic, but you open us up. All righty. Welcome back to another episode of Unscripted Exchanges. I am your host or co-host or just a guy that sits on a couch and talks about all sorts of things. And I've got uh, one of the best in the business right next to me, Mr. Cole Hazenfield. Thank you. Thank He's you, back thank you, again you. for another episode. He hasn't quit on me yet. Back in, uh, yeah. He's a dog. Back in, uh, okay. <laughs> We can't even go there today. Uh, today we, I should have started barking. Uh, today, dude, you can't. You guys, do, you you can't guys are do. lucky. You guys are lucky because we're gonna dig in a bit. We're gonna get some some information on Mister Hayden over here. Oh no! And we're gonna ask specifically today. We're gonna talk about something that I know little to nothing about. I hope Hayden opens my eyes. It sounds about like everything. Well, I, I feel like, especially in the world we live in. And we're talking business, business, professional, professional careers, right? The world we live in, in the business world, there's all different types of industries and companies that have different names for different things. But one of the ones that I've never, like you, you, you have business development representative or sales representative or account executive or, uh, you know, there's a million different roles. But one of the ones I've heard a lot, never understood actually what you do. Is product manager, and Hayden happens to be a product manager, and I'd love to understand, especially because I think it's for people that are in the role or looking about getting into product management, and just for me to understand, like what what does it mean to be a product manager? 
you're gassing me up kind of too. Yeah, or the role. I, I, hopefully, I, hopefully, I appreciate that, by the way. Hopefully. <laughs> so great question. Um, I'm going to give my opinion, which is typically what we do um, when we talk together. It's not like this is right or wrong, but uh, product management to me is solving problems, big or small, but breaking things along the way. That's the simplified definition okay. to what it, to me now in terms of what it, me up. what it means to be a product manager. Mm-hmm. And if I look back, not to take us too far down a, a rabbit hole here, I've been a product manager my entire life. I'm constantly learning how things work. I have a curious mind. I want to know why things work the way they do. And once I start to understand more about why things are a certain way, my mind starts racing thinking, okay, that's interesting. What about doing it this way? Or can we make it better? Mm -hmm. And that's a really important skill set to have as a product manager. You're trying to solve these problems for a company, no matter, again, how big the company is, if it's only a couple people that work you know, for a, a startup, so be it, or it could be a Fortune 10 company. Um, and, and basically, again, you're gathering research constantly from numerous, I'll use the word stakeholders, which can be thrown out there pretty loosely, or there are times where you're doing your own investigation where you're trying to figure out, okay, you know, sales are down for the month of May, and that could be because of X, Y, and Z. So you kind of look into that, you, you pinpoint that area, you try to peel back the onion or the layers and figure out, okay, this is this is happening. Maybe I should use like a specific example that might make it more uh, easier to comprehend. So I'll use an example from a few years back and uh, I'll try to be um, somewhat discreet because uh, I don't want to share certain information. Right, right, right. But basically, let's say that, uh, you know, I start a new e-commerce company and I'm seeing a lot of people come to my website, but there are a lot of people that are not necessarily creating accounts. Mm-hmm. And I want people to create an account because ultimately that's how I get those customers to be more sticky or engaged. Right. I want them to be loyal customers. That's that's one goal. So you start to look at the data and you realize, okay, there's not a lot of people coming in or there are a lot of people coming in, but they're not necessarily creating accounts. You look at that sign in flow and you realize it hasn't changed since the beginning of time. You're still asking people to sign up with their first and last name, their email, Mm -hmm. their address, their social security number, their credit card. My jokes aren't landing tonight with Cole. He's just straight No, I actually was trying to straight face you there. (laughs) (laughs) Point being, it's just like a free free form, and it's like that takes time. Even Mm -hmm. if it's only 30 seconds, people get bombarded. Think about well, everywhere all, you go. Exactly. Everywhere you go, it's like, all right, sign up for our newsletter or sign up for this. And it's like, we want every little detail. And it's just like, do I like really care that much? And then a lot of the times I'll just won't even do it. Exactly. So instead of having a very generic and basic sign in process that can be way too long for customers and it's not letting people ultimately sign up, 
you decide that, okay, how do I optimize or make this experience better? And one way of doing that would be to implement, let's say, like a social login. And social login would be like, use your Google account, your mm-hmm. Facebook account. Oh, that's like really, that's really popular. I feel like it's everywhere it, now. Exactly. So that's a particular example that I like to use where it's like, okay, you had this experience mm. to start and you realized, okay, I need to get over here. I need to get more people in the door with signing up. So how do I do that? And again, this is just one specific example. I'm going to implement a social login where customers can bypass all the crap of filling out, you know, their name and, and information. So that makes the process so much quicker, less pain free, and they're in just like that. And now you start to collect their data mm-hmm. and you get to where you need to go. So that's a prime example to me in my area in terms of like what a product manager can do again you're taking these problems on and you're trying to dissect and figure out okay why are things happening the way that they're happening what are our goals what's the north star how do we get there and what's really cool what i like to preach to people is our north star might be this but there could be three or four different avenues that we can take to get there right and that's where i partner with very smart people people smarter than i am and i kind of present to them the problem hey you know using the example of there's a lot of people not signing up how can we you know figure out a better way to mm-hmm. to get people to sign up and that's where we partner or all partner with folks like developers or architects and we kind of brainstorm Um, we kind of use the word discovery, which is just a formal, in my mind, way of having just a meeting. Some people would call me out saying like, no, there's a lot more to that. Sure. I I don't go by the book. I never really have gone by the book and Mm -hmm. hopefully I don't get fired for saying that. I hope not. I'm not. (laughs) But point being is you partner with a collaborative team and that's where you get to work with these brilliant minds and they get to come to the table saying, okay, there's this potential potential path that we can take. And as a product manager, you wear multiple hats and you're taking in all this input from a developer, from an architect, from a business stakeholder uh, that might be saying like, yeah, how do we get more people into our website? They're not signing on, going back to that example. So as a product manager, the way that it's been framed up to, to me where I'm at is like, you're kind of like a CEO where you're putting people in charge of making decisions, but at the same time, like you have a lot of onus and uh, there's a lot of weight in some of the decisions that you are making too. Not to say that I'm the only person making the decision because that's not the case, but I'm influencing and trying to help you know this collective team come together and figure out what is the best solution forward. Again, like I said, there could be three or four different paths that Mm -hmm. we take. Path one might still get us to that North Star, but it might take us six months. Whereas path two might only take us three months, but it's going to double the amount of money to get there or the cost is. So it's like you have to evaluate what's the best route to take. Does that make sense? Well, yeah. And again, you got my gears turning because obviously not knowing like you, you don't know what you don't know, mm-hmm. and Love the that way you, well you just don't right. And so product manager, and I've got I mean you know I know you I got you know Ben's on cloud nine out in Santa Monica working for a, another company as a product manager. Um, 
But I've, I mean, I've always heard that term, and you've met a lot of people that have, that have had that title, and I've just never coming from the just strictly business development side, like sales, sales leadership, coming from that side, you know. And this is what I'm going I'm to wrap a bow in this for you because this is what really got got me interested in what you had to say. From what you're telling me, the product manager is when you said the CEO of that role. That was really cool, and that your your goal is to problem solve. Mm-hmm. Like, how can we? So, so for when I when I would think about product manager, I'd be like, how do you manage a product? Like, right. what does that entail, right? And that's that's breaking it down into a really simplification, right? Product manager. But what I heard you saying is that product manager is it's more about solving the problem, as in how can we make this product better and more engaging and and more useful for our users and our consumers and also is going to benefit the company, right? So you've got your your goals for the company and you've got your goals, uh, you know, you've got your probably your your market growth goals, whatever the product is, and then you've got your goals for engagement and your goals for and and I just think that's it's and it makes me a lot more interested in product management than I would have ever thought I would be. And I can't believe we haven't had this conversation sooner. Um, you thought I just sat at a desk all day and did boring stuff. Well, I yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Um. And to me, like that sounds like a really cool. I mean, I'm doing the same a similar thing, but in a di- with a different a different kind of path because I'm not managing product I'm managing customer expectations and I'm directly re- I'm working directly with the customers but it's all about solving problems it's always it's all about finding a solution and it's all about like hey here's where we want to get to and then how do we get there so there's similarities between a product manager role and a business development role and and really if we get real deep you, those translate into operations and everything and I guess I'm just connecting the dots of how similar a lot of roles are in companies, but with different inputs. Like a product manager has different inputs and different responsibilities, but the goal is to solve problems and to make things better to increase the bottom line, right? That's everybody's goal in a company. Like if you're at a company and you're in HR, you're working to increase the uh, the amount of visibility you have with candidates, trying to make sure the employees are happy and have the right benefits package. You're trying to figure out how you can recruit and compete with other top companies, mm-hmm. right? And you're all moving to the same goal. Hire better people so you can have better work, so you can make customers happier, and you can make more money. They all do the same thing. So I just think that's that's super neat the way you explained it. And again, it made me a lot more interested in that. And it made me maybe I won't gloss over next time I meet somebody and they say, I'm a product manager. I might go, All right, cool. So did you see that Reds game the other night? Like, hey, like what does your job entail? That's actually really neat. You won't roll your eyes, is what you're, well, what you're saying. I, roll my eyes makes me sound like I'm I'm looking down my nose. I, I would just say I never I've never stopped to ask what is what does it mean to be a product manager? Uh, it sounds a lot like I mean a, a, like a much more complex thing that I would have ever guessed. Yeah. No, I mean, you beat me to it. I, I think there's a lot of similarities in a business development role um, in terms of some of the skill sets or uh, responsibilities that you would do in that versus a product manager. Um, and at the same time, just knowing what you do, I, I think you would excel at being a product manager uh, per se. Keep Is that you kicking something, by the way? I went like this. You're, you're scaring me. I, I thought that the TV outside might have fallen. Well, you got like 17 <laughs> yeah, backups. Not, not to uh, <laughs> derail real quick, but I, I got another TV call and I didn't Did properly you... put it up and I thought that noise might have been the TV falling oh. down. <laughs> so you're scaring me. 
I have to go get an, oh, I guess I have to get another one. <laughs> but another thought related to just similarities or overlapping roles is I think there is a, a point in time, or how do I want to describe this? Because I deal with this in my day to day with where I'm at, where there is some ambiguity and overlap in you know, my role versus another role. I'm not going to get into the specifics in terms of these particular roles, but point being like there, I I think no matter where you work, no matter the size of the company, there's going to be, again, I'm repeating myself, but there's going to be shared responsibility or overlap. Like, oh, maybe Cole could do that or no, maybe I could do that. And that's where I think communication is so important at the end of the day, because you know, I could maybe leave a meeting and my interpretation could be, oh, I'm going to go take on whatever that action item was versus Cole in his mind thought that it was up to him to go run with taking the lead on that particular action item. Right. Point being, you got to make sure you're communicating with your stakeholders or whomever you're partnering with, letting them know like, hey, I'm signing up for this action item. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm I'm oversimplifying things, but the point being is it's extremely important to communicate. And there's nothing wrong with over communicating. I'd rather have Cole say in this example, yeah, I, I knew that Hayden, you were gonna run with that action item. And that's where again I make sure that I follow up with people or and or I take notes, simplified notes. I'm not going to go have a 10 page, you know, annotation of every single thing that was said, but just the key points and action items. So if action item one was discussed early on, I mean, it doesn't matter. I would make sure that it has a clear owner, Mm -hmm. or at least it's got clear owners. That way those two people can follow up and talk with one another versus, okay, we all were brought into this meeting. We all spoke verbally. Maybe there were a couple of PowerPoint slides flashed, but no one was really recapping action items or next steps. And that's super frustrating to me. Maybe that's my learning style and how I like to work. But I think more times than not, people do appreciate those quick bullet points of, hey, here's what we ran through. These are the action items or these are the next steps. These are the folks that are going to help take on these action items versus, oh, yeah, I think so-and-so is going to do that, but I'm not sure. Let me go ping or let me go call so-and-so to double check. Like, how do you cut down that follow-up time or that debriefing time? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Well, I would say, uh, too, that's the that's like the catch-22 of, yeah. uh, and like the problem with any any meeting or any organization. It's like, it's it's a, it's a, you can try your best at it, but communication is always the biggest problem. If you go to any company, they say our, our our number one problem is keeping people. Second problem is communication. Mm. Every single one. Mm-hmm. I don't think you could walk into a company that would say their operations and their sales are on the same page. Their operations and their marketing are on the, their marketing and their sales are. On the, they'd say, well, they just don't any any company, and and that's a that's a thing that you know it, it takes a lot of practice and a lot of repetition to communicate well. But I like the point you made. And also, like you said, the overlap. So, like product manager, 
my first thought when you were also when you were talking about being a product manager is I'm working with a project manager right now from a company called JLL. I'm not going to talk about any more about it, but yeah. it's JLL, which everybody knows them, global project management company, huge. Mm-hmm. And I'm working with a PM from there. Yeah, a lot of what they're doing is similar, but it's just for a product base. But I feel like there might be some overlap, and maybe like within a company that a project manager and a product manager have to be involved on this on this goal, right? I feel like there's some overlap with what those roles do. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, there are definitely some project roles at where I'm at. And again, I'm not going to get too specific as well. Um, but in my mind, the difference between a product manager and a project manager, or at least the biggest difference, is a project manager with a, is that a J? It's a J. Thank you. I had to think there for a sec. Project manager is more so focused on, I don't know if I'd say short term, but they have, again, a North Star and that's all they care about. They want to find a way to get there, make sure that the team or teams are delivering their deliverables to get to whatever that project needs to be and they're trying to hit that timeline. Whereas a product manager yes, is going to be involved potentially in a particular project, let's say, but they're continuing to evolve that product mm-hmm. and grow it. Like there's a roadmap. Like, it, yeah, there's that North Star, but then there's another it's North continu- Star. It's a continuous improvement and continuous work versus a project manager's more, like you said, okay, here's, because like in a product, in a, in a, let's say you've got in your product management role, I'm just going to make an analogy and tell me if I'm completely wrong, but let's say you've got, all right, here's one of the goals, one of these goals you guys want to hit, right, mm-hmm. within this year. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're going to have different projects inside of that mm-hmm. to get to that goal. Yeah. So the, your your job is to, it is to manage to that goal, and you might have project managers that would come in just in this situation and say, okay, I'm going to get this done, this piece of it done, and then I'm going to move on to my next project versus you, you're continuously having to input into that. It's not a project. It's an ongoing management of something. I would agree with that, definitely. And at the same time, I'd also call out that a product manager or a project manager can mean multiple different things to different people at different companies. Mm -hmm. Uh, So again, that's where I I caveated things saying like, this is my take or my opinion. Um, But yeah, another analogy that's pretty common in the product world is like you're you're raising a baby, mm-hmm. especially in the startup world. Sometimes you unfortunately <laughs> have like an ugly baby or you might want to, I've heard people say kill the baby, which means like the product is. Uh, My baby's not ugly, yours is. Right, that's, right. That's the typical. But yeah. point being like you want to grow a healthy baby, like it starts somewhere, that ideation process, and then you want to make it turn into like a fully baked and mature kid. It grows up to be, you know, a teenager and an adult. Healthy and a, an adult, yeah. Yeah, like, again, that's my analogy of, like, a product starts somewhere, and that's where this whole point of MVP comes into play, minimal viable product. And we could spend a whole episode just talking about that, but I don't want to... We should get into that in another episode. Yeah. yeah. I, I, have a, I have a question, and this is a very loaded... Okay, not loaded question, but it's... There's a lot of ways, routes you could go with this. Fire away. But first comment before I ask that question is, it is very well known, typically, that product managers are paid pretty well. You can make a very good living. Are you trying to ask how much I make? No, 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 no. (laughs) no. What I'm saying is that 
Product managers, generally speaking, can make very good money. Mm-hmm. Make a very, you know, living for them and their families. Mm-hmm. So my question to you is, for people that are out there thinking of switching roles or looking into getting a product manager role, you know, A, first, the first question would be is what would you recommend? Because you didn't go to school for product management, right? I mean, you didn't get a degree in product management. You want to get a degree in marketing, correct? Mm-hmm. So what did you do to get yourself into a product management role? What what recommendations? And again, this is it's a very loaded question. But what recommendations would you say to people that, you know, kids coming out of college or or anything, and say, hey, that like I just listened to what Hayden said about being a product manager because you got me gassed up about it. I don't want to become a product manager, but I could see a lot of a lot of excitement about going into a role like that. And so, what would you what would you recommend uh, to people that are thinking about, you know? getting into that role or, or saying, hey, I want to go search out a product management role. What would you recommend them doing? So the first thing that I'll say is I think product management is a growing career. The second thing that I'll say in terms of how I would answer that question is there are certain skill sets or underlying traits that a person should probably possess if they want to get into product management and those would be someone that's open-minded slash is very curious again going back to me wanting to know why things work the way they do today like what problems could exist it lended itself well to that exactly the third thing is not settling in terms of okay, this might be what works today, but knowing that we got to continue to have this thing grow, Mm -hmm. that's extremely important. There's a few different ways that you could spin that. The fourth would be having a data background or being interested in metrics. You don't necessarily need to have like a full-fledged like MBA uh, in data science or anything like that. At least, again, I don't think so. But wanting to know, okay, going back to that example with the sign on, I want to know how many people are, let's say, bouncing from my website after reaching the sign in page, like asking those questions. And that ties in with the curiosity piece. So knowing, okay, we had 50,000 people sign in in the month of, what is it, June? <laughs> We only... Well, that was our day yesterday on our website. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, we're, we're well on our way. But uh, yeah, g- going back to that, we had 50,000 visits to our website, but only 5,000 people ended up signing in or creating an account. So like that would be like a conversion rate. And you'd be, you're saying somebody needs to be cur- like... Curious like, and wanting to know why, those like, metrics why, why too. Yeah, yeah okay, exactly. Okay. Um, and someone that's willing to... Not be the smartest person in the room, which I think is... Put their pride aside, basically. Yeah, which it's tough for for any person, I think. Um, But I I recognize that early on that there are a lot of smart people out there. And I'm not (laughs) saying that, you know, I'm I'm not smart because I like to think I'm I'm pretty, pretty smart. But anyhow, recognize that there are other people part of this team. You can go far on your own, but you can go further together, Mm -hmm. uh, whether that's just having another person or it's a larger team and willing to work with others. So like those are like the skill sets or the traits that you want to possess if you want to get into product management. And for me personally, I happen to kind of have all of those. Mm -hmm. But 
I organically kind of stumbled into some things too in terms of like my path to where I am today where I did a, a small startup and I was running different aspects of the business wearing multiple different hats like iterating on products you on were the learning webs- about being a product exactly yeah. without even knowing it right learning through experience versus reading out of a textbook I know you hear it all the time like you need to go take this course you need to go to this school to get this degree and yes to some extent that that helps but depending on like the career path that isn't always the case and that's where I personally have benefited from going out and trying things on my own or experimenting starting mm-hmm. something and learning that way and that's kind of helped me get my foot in the door with the product management world analytics I was a data analyst previously uh, where I was supporting business teams understanding okay yeah this is why you might be having people drop off from your sign-in page right right or here's your conversion rate again those are just very broad examples so Again, that's how I would answer that question. Um, I think there are there are a lot of people that might want to get into, and I'll use product management as an example, a given role, but they don't know all that's involved. And I'm not saying that I know everything. I'm constantly learning. Right. I've got a long way to go. But they like the idea of something, but you got to make sure you're willing to roll up your sleeves and get involved in multiple different areas. And that's where I keep throwing out that analogy of you got to wear multiple different hats. Mm -hmm. Because one day I could be meeting with business partners, trying to better understand, okay, what the heck's going on here with the business or what's the issue? What's the problem, right? Yeah, exactly. Like I I need to know more. And just because, Cole, you give me that first answer – I'm going to be like that little kid where you keep asking why. I think there's something like the five levels of why or Which something. Five like you, why, ask or, five why. Yeah, yeah. You, you keep trying to get to the foundational like why or the nucleus. Every time you ask why, your scope goes like this. Why? This? Why? This? Why? That's why our president of our company always tells me when I ask him a question, he goes, He's like, if you ask why five times, you'll have the answer. I'm like, or you could just tell me the answer. <laughs> spot, spot on <laughs> with that. Um, I lost my train of thought there, though. No, you were just saying, like, you, you realize that I lost your train of thought, too, because we went down the Y. Oh, no. Shoot, it's going to come back to me. But oh, you were talking about wearing different hats and being able to be and, and, and how you have to go through different like you're saying one day you could be meeting with. The- oh, yeah, yeah, right, right, right. So, again, people don't always know what goes into a role. And again, I'm using product management, for example. This can be for any role. Yeah, but the, like, at is- surface level, it's like, oh, that's easier. Maybe that's super hard. Like, again, it goes both ways. But going back to product management, again, I was using yeah the example of one day a meeting with business partners. The next day I could be getting into what I call the trenches of like data, looking at the database and all the the analytics. Um, Another day, I could be heavily focused on working with my development team and trying to help write stories. Um, And sometimes my day could consist of a couple of hours of all three of those things. So again, every day is different. And that's one thing that I enjoy about being a product manager is every day is different versus you know, it's the same thing day in and day out, like you're, you're clocking in, which we need people in roles like that. And some people excel and want that. Yeah. There's some roles you can't, you can't avoid that. Right. And that's where I say it truly goes back to the person. What are your career aspirations? What are you interested in? And at the same time, the other thing that I'll share is just because you're interested in something today doesn't mean you should be locked into it forever. I think that's an outdated paradigm where, okay, 
Cole, let's say you studied finance or accounting. You need to be an accountant for the next 40 years of your life after you graduate. I don't subscribe to that. Well, I think you, you have every right to go out and try something different if you know, you've know you got a curiosity for a new passion. And there's a lot of different ways you could go about approaching that. I'm not saying like quit your, your job. Like You probably want to have things lined up or maybe, heck, you, you do want to quit. Again, that to each their own in terms of how they want to handle that situation. But my main point is you don't need to be locked into a particular profession for your entire working career. Re- I think you should switch be, it up. Be, be flexible enough to reinvent yourself or to try new things that interest you. You said that much more gracefully than I did. Love it. Yes. Reinvent reinvent yourself. Reinvent yourself. You, yeah. yeah. It's never too late to start something new. I got it hanging up on my uh, wall out there. Oh, do you? Yeah. You didn't notice that? No. <laughs> There's a Winston Churchill quote, too, that I just love, but we don't have to get into that. But no, I... Uh, Man, I appreciate the education on the product product management because I did not know what it meant other than I'm like, it kind of sounds like super boring, to be honest. Well, I mean, to some, it does. And that's why... Well, the, I, the, the title just sounded boring. Sure, right. Like, the title just sounded like, what do you... Again, you just don't know what you don't know. I think on another future episode, we talk more about kind of your background, your role. I know we've touched on it too, but like I want to get deeper, just like I oh, kind of got a little let's get, deep. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. You want to get into it now? No, no, no. no another oh, episode. yeah. I was going to yeah. say like, yeah. I mean, we can keep going, but. I say we wrap it up for the night because you just got me, you just educated me so much. And I, I do feel like. Our our listeners, you feel like quitting your job and applying to be nah, a product manager? Nah, <laughs> but it sounds fun. Yeah, but I mean, I'd rather be a product manager for my own company. If we're gonna get like really serious, I mean, yeah. I'd rather uh, when we start our, our, our you know a software business or something like that. A lot of what that's what's that's going to entail is us product managing in a sense, right? Mm-hmm. You're your CEO of your product. Um, so yeah, I mean. It just sounds to me there's a lot of people that I know that are younger, they're getting into the workforce that are, you know, I've got my two brother-in-laws just graduated high school. They're going to college. Like, you know, product managers make, make a, good, a great living. That's something they want to get into. Maybe, you know, if they're listening to this, shout out, guys. Maybe you've got some more information to maybe look into it down the line. Or anybody else that's looking for a career change, I just, I, I think it's interesting enough and sounds like a good, a good option for people to look at and that's why i want to talk about it love 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 all that yeah dude rocking out man this was an awesome episode heck yeah man every episode yeah is this was awesome this one was awesome they're this all they're all unique in their own way and that's what is so awesome as a person on the other end you might uh look at the contents of episode number 40 heck what is this 46 is like, it six yeah i think it's gonna be 46 Ooh! 46 or Dude, something like that. cranking out good stuff. Yeah, and be like, you know what? That resonates with me. I want to learn more. I'm intrigued. I'm going to press play. Or you might be the other person like, I don't give a shit about this. I'm not going to listen. But episode 37 sounds pretty darn good because I want to work on my mental health you know or my I'll fitness. Say, I'll say this. We'll wrap up with that. At least we're not sitting here just talking to talk. Because that, for, I mean, some people like that. I think we are at times, but that's but, that's the good thing. You want to yeah, have natural, we're but, having an organic conversation. But, but I'm saying like, at least we're not like, I don't know. There's some stuff I listen to, I'm just like. We're not talking, keeping up with the Kardashians. Yeah, K-U-W-T-K. We might lose all of our My wife would be our number one super fan if we talked about that. All right, let's sign off. Guys, 
girls, thank you as always for listening. We continue, and I say this sincerely, continue to grow with each and every episode. We have some exciting guests. I know the last few episodes have just been Cole and I. Hopefully we uh, have been stimulating your minds, but we are going to have some exciting guests on uh, to learn about their stories and how they could benefit uh, us all. A lot of good stuff in the works. We'll continue to manifest that and say that every time. We've got some additional sponsors in the work as well, but don't want to announce those just yet. We're uh, still working on closing them. That's why. Yeah. They're coming through. But we've, we've already actually closed another one. Oh, by the yeah, way. dude. They're, they're, it's, a, it's like a snowball effect happening right yeah. now. I'm just telling you. Almost too much to keep up with. This is our signature sign-off where we don't know how to <laughs> sign off. But guys, thanks again. We'll talk to you next time. God bless. Thanks.